0: The views and opinions discussed on Exposure are those of the guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff of Impact 89FM. WDBM
1: East Lansing.
0: Hello, and welcome to Exposure on Impact 89FM, the show where we talk to members of organizations at Michigan State University, as well as nonprofit organizations in the East Lansing area. And now, this week's Exposure. Good morning and welcome to Exposure. I'm your host, Callie Neese. Earlier this week, I spoke with Chelsea Boodoo from the Global Alliance for Rapid Diagnostics, or GARD. Most of you may know her from her podcast here at Impact 89FM, The Sci-Files, but you may not know that she's actually a PhD student who is very involved at our campus. Without further ado, let's get right into it. So well, I'm here today with Chelsea Voodoo, and can you tell me a little about who you are and what
1: your position is with guard? Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for having me today, Kaylee. My name is Chelsea Budum. You all may know me from The Sci-Files, which is a show I host on Impact 89FM, but I do a lot more. So a little bit about me is that I am a PhD student in the Department of Biosystems and Agricultural Engineering. I work with Dr. Al-Silha on rapid diagnostics, particularly on biosensors, and we're in the Department of Biosystems and Agricultural Engineering, and that's in the College of Engineering and the College of Agriculture and Natural Resources. And we're working to rapidly diagnose these different diseases and viruses that are out there. For example, the project that we are especially working on with people around the world is for the Global Alliance of Rapid Diagnostics, also known as GARD for short. And we have been hosting events since last year, which is connecting researchers from around the world. We actually are having one at the end of this month. So can you tell me a little bit
0: about the event that's going to happen on the 25th and 26th of February?
1: Yes, I will say from the very beginning that this is a free event that is open to everyone. People have been registering from countries all around the world, which I'm very excited about. The reason why we are doing this is because we need more collaboration amongst researchers and even with the public as well. So imagine that you were trying to find a cure for tuberculosis. I can guarantee you that you are not the only person in the world that is trying to do them. There are so many people out there that are working to find a cure for different things and even to diagnose something. Because whenever you go into a hospital, they don't have a result for you right away. As many of you may know, whenever you go in with a specific ailment, they don't tell you right away what you have. They just give you a general antibiotic. And that is actually one of the things that we are focusing on. The topics of focus are... Food systems, for example, how we have people that need better food security in countries. We want to prevent future pandemics by having these rapid diagnostics. And of course, plastics are a big issue out there as well. And like I was saying with antimicrobial resistance and stewardship, that's another topic that we're focused on because people will be just generally prescribed an antibiotic. But the issue is that they're just prescribed it without knowing what the person has.
0: Can you tell me a little bit about how the event is going to go each day?
1: Yeah. So, this is a lot. Brace yourselves. Last year when we did this in June, it was a 30-hour event. So, I didn't sleep for like 30 hours. And... This is really because it's a global event. Whenever I'm talking to you right now, it is 12 hours difference in Asia, which is very difficult to schedule meetings. So imagine you have people all over the world. Instead of just accommodating only for ourselves here in Michigan, we need to be inclusive and accommodate for everyone. So we separated these events by regions, but you can go to any of them if you want to and if you're awake. So on the first day, we start off with East and Southeast Asia, which is on February 25th. And like I said before, you can enroll for all of this for free if you go on bit.ly slash guard2022, and guard is G-A-R-D. And I will say that again later if you didn't write that down. So we start off with East and Southeast Asia, talking about the food systems transformation, and we also talk about that with Africa right after. Then with Europe, we're also talking about food systems where then we talk about plastics in the circular economy. We have a networking session because like I'm saying, this collaboration is very important. And then we have a really fun innovation challenge. So the innovation challenge is like a hackathon where you have these different tables of researchers coming together, trying to come up with these solutions. For example, water security. How can we get clean water to specific areas? How can we have better biosecurity across the world and in our regions? And then we go to Latin America, talking about antimicrobial resistance in food systems. But we have also short courses. So these short courses go on from the end of February 25th, going on to the beginning of February 26th, where it's talking about nanotechnology and our programming. Our programming is actually being hosted by Dr. Janani Ravi here at MSU, and our next. Course course, is on entrepreneurial ships for a scientist, which is hosted by Dr. Al-Silha. And there's a talk about biosensors as well. So on February 26th, we go to South Asia talking about novel biosensing technologies and antimicrobial resistance. Then we go back to Africa, joined with East and Southeast Asia, because we're very happy that we've been forming that collaboration and that network and those strong relationships together. They now will be talking about food systems transformations together. Then we actually come over here to North America at the end, talking about the prevention of future pandemics and antimicrobial resistance. At the closing ceremony, we announce winners and give monetary awards. So this is the part that you all are probably very excited about. I was like, what? I can win money for awards? Yes, you can. You can win awards from the Innovation Challenge, such as prizes for the top three teams. Those teams, all of them, will be pitching at the end of their session. So the way how that session works is in the beginning, the MSU Burgess Institute is teaching everyone how to actually pitch their topic and their solution for the problem that that table is working on. The judges will pick the winners and it will be announced at the end. But also, undergraduate and graduate students can win monetary prizes as well for their posters that are submitted with three-minute videos explaining those posters. I strongly encourage this as an undergraduate and graduate student. It gives you an opportunity to explain your research, get it to other people across the world while winning prizes. What are some of the prizes that you can win? So for the first three teams for the Innovation Challenge, the first team can win $300, the second team $200, and the third team $100. This is all in U.S. money, by the way. Then for the posters and pre-recorded talks, it goes by those themes that I was mentioning for antimicrobial resistance and stewardship, prevention and future pandemics, and the plastic and food systems part. So those are the four categories, and the undergraduate awards and graduate awards start off with first place at $75, second place $50, third place $25. And how many people can be on a team? So right now, the Innovation Challenge teams are about five people each. We have over 70 people registered for the Innovation Challenge, so we already stopped the registration for them. Last year, we had much less people, and it was still very successful. So even if some people don't show up, it's okay. Another thing that's really exciting is that we have over 500 registrants that are coming to this event. So we are fundraising to try to be able to afford platforms for a larger amount of people and make sure that we can keep this collaboration going. However, we can still accommodate the people that we have right now that are registered. So if there are less people on the teams for the Innovation Challenge, we don't want to have teams that are smaller than three right now, but it's okay because there are 70 people registered, and people can still register to submit a poster if they're an undergraduate or graduate student and win awards until February 9th, and they're giving their topics to the teams before so that they can work on it together if they'd like to.
0: Okay, and backtracking a little bit, we were talking about The sessions versus the short courses, how do those look different?
1: A short course, I would picture it like a class. We actually are hosting this on gather.town, which is a really fun platform. Think of like a video game, but you're in a classroom setting because that's how we made it. So you sit over there and the teacher's there at a podium and everything and there's little tables. But the other sessions, they're separated by rooms on the regions and it's more like an auditorium setting. But we are using Google Jamboard to be able to portray all of this information and have a collaborative environment. I don't like when people are just lecturing to me I lose my focus, honestly. With Google Jamboard, everyone can be together and write their opinions on there. And what's really cool is that we're sponsored by journals such as the Journal of Biosensors and Journal of Diagnostics. So they'll be publishing papers that we're writing that are findings of the ideas of the community based off these discussions that we're having. And then people who are also attending the event can submit to these journals as well. So let's say people actually don't agree with a specific topic. That's okay. We want to publish what the people of our community are thinking and what they've found, the ways that we are collaborating, because it's great that we're doing this, but we need to actually have a way that people can connect with us and follow up with us as well.
0: So, if people want to participate in just the contest, or if they just want to come to a session or just a short course, is it possible to do a couple things but not
1: everything? Oh, yeah, definitely. You can come and go as you please. Whenever you're registering, we just ask to know what regions you're attending and what short courses so that we have a headcount to make sure that you have a virtual seat. I mean, you can always stand there in the room, but we'd like to give you a seat. And we like to know who's really going to be there to just make sure that we can accommodate you for the space. You're welcome to leave, for example, to the lounge where you can play virtual games with people. Like you can sit at a table with them and play Tetris or something, or you can go off and talk to someone. The point is to encourage collaboration and to encourage these people to want to talk to one another. How they do it is up to them.
0: How did Michigan State University get involved in such a big global event?
1: This actually started here at Michigan State University. Like I said, my professor and my advisor is Dr. Alice Silha, and she's been running guard for a few years already. But I've been helping her by using my science communication and leadership expertise to organize everyone together to have this symposium. I am so grateful from our department and from our colleges, the College of Engineering and College of Agriculture and Natural Resources, and the Department of Biosystems and Agricultural Engineering for giving us the support and a platform that we can have everyone together. That's not even everyone who's been working with us. For example, we've been working with the Global Youth Alliance Network. We've been working with the African Studies Center, the Latin America Center, the Caribbean Center, because this is a global event. The Burgess Institute, as I mentioned earlier, is helping us really hit that entrepreneur entrepreneurship because we were really trying to bridge researchers with this technology and these innovative ideas because the actually the title of the event is bridging technology and market needs because imagine you come up with this really great idea you need to actually get it out there it's not enough just to publish it you need to actually bring that to the public bring these tests to these third world countries and bring it out there into the market is so important and that's what we're really trying to teach these researchers and give them this knowledge and these skill sets that they need so like i mentioned the global youth alliance network they actually did an entrepreneurship boot camp with the msu broad college of business and with msu Burgess. we're talking with them about actually enhancing this for the future so that we can have a boot camp for these researchers specifically for entrepreneurs because like i've been saying it's great that we have the knowledge but now we need to apply it but we need to have that collaboration that communication and enhance our skill sets even though you get a phd and you have that knowledge or whether you're an undergraduate graduate student you can always learn and you can always grow more i think it's really important to actually keep wanting to network with your community and learn more from other people across the country you don't know everything and there are people out there who can help you if you're open to it and then how can people sign up for this event? People can register through bit.ly guard 2022. So I'll spell that out for you. It's bit.ly slash G-A-R-D 2022. So bit.ly slash guard 2022. If you all have any questions, you can email me at scifiles89fm at gmail.com.
0: This event sounds super exciting, and I know it'll be very informational and a lot of fun. If you would like to register for the event, the link will be in our show notes or at our website, impact89fm.org. Or if you have more questions for Chelsea, feel free to shoot her an email at scifiles89fm at gmail.com. I want to thank Chelsea again for speaking with me this week. She was such a great guest. And thank you all for listening. I'll see you all next week. This has been this week's edition of Exposure on Impact 89FM. If you missed anything, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org, where you can find our weekly Exposure podcast. If you would like to come visit us and talk about your respected organization at MSU or a nonprofit organization in the East Lansing area, feel free to contact us again on our website at impact89fm.org. Thanks for listening to Exposure on Impact 89FM.